you a question before we get started. Um, what is one thing that you are most grateful for? Think about one thing that you're grateful for. For some people, I think it's a little harder than for others. If you wouldn't mind standing again, I would like us to do a reading together. Um, and this is, this is taken from one of my favorite passages. This is in Colossians chapter 3. If you happen to have your Bible with you, if you'd open it up, Colossians chapter 3. The way that I remember this, this is in the New Testament, and it's, it's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. The way that I remember that is go eat popcorn, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And um, this, this book is such an inspiring book. This, the book of Colossians is so, um, it's just so filled with hope. I love this book. But Colossians chapter 3, that comes between chapter 2 and chapter 4. So <laughs> let's start together. And I want you to imagine, how many of you actually like Thanksgiving dinner? How many of you would much rather have sushi? <laughs> There's a few. How many of you would just rather have burgers on the grill? Oh, wow, I'm surprised. Only a couple. How many of you uh, would rather just do like a, a taco buffet? None. Okay, there's one. <laughs> I want you to imagine whatever your particular favorite meal is that you're sitting down and you're going to just chew on this. You're going to really chew on this. We're going to read this passage together. We're going to read it slowly. And keep in mind, the Bible is called, it says of itself that it is, it is powerful. Let this be something powerful, especially during what we're, what we're all going through right now. Let's, let's read this together, starting with verse 12, Colossians 3, starting with verse 12. Okay, read with me if you would, please. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. This is a powerful, powerful section. We are called to put on all of these things, kindness and humility and compassion. And, and it says, but above all, Put on love. Be loving. And I just want to say again, through this whole coronavirus, through the whole 2020, everything we've been through, this is such a good 
passage to keep in mind. You can be seated. Thank you for reading that. Um, I, I, I wonder, I feel like right now, um, you know, we're entering into the holiday season. The holiday season for a lot of people, by the way, Merry Christmas. Um, for a lot of people, the holidays can be really super depressing. I think people, they have this expectation that it's supposed to be epic, and sometimes it's just simply not. Sometimes we're going through hard times, and and I find it really funny. Um, this year, you know, everybody's like, man, I can't wait till 2020 is over, right? As though on January 1st, suddenly everything's going to be perfect. 2021 could suck as badly as 2020. I hate to break it to you, but it could. I mean, just because it's going to be the first of the year doesn't mean suddenly, okay, everything's back to normal. I don't know that it, we're ever going to go back to normal. And I'm not saying this to eliminate, to, you know, to extinguish the candle of hope that we just lit, but, but it could. And so we need to determine how are we going to respond? How will we, we respond in hard times? In seasons of hardship. I mean, you know, usually you go through seasons and, and one person will be going through something and someone else isn't. And so they can kind of help them. And then another person will be going through something. This year, it seems like pretty much most people are going through something really hard. They say that the deaths of despair, which are deaths due to depression, drug and alcohol abuse and overdose, and even suicide, those they're, they're, they're called the, the deaths of despair. Those have, have increased exponentially. So in the middle of all of this stuff, what is God doing? What is he up to? Doesn't it make you wonder sometimes? Personally, what I believe is that, that you know, the Bible says that, that the church, those who believe in Jesus, we're called the bride of Christ. And a, a lot of times, before a woman gets married, she will go and get all kinds of treatments done and get, you know, go get the massage and go get a facial and get her nails done and a pedicure and all these things. But there's one thing, one beauty ritual that um, a lot of women will have done on a regular basis. And for the men, I, I don't know if you'll, if you'll hang with me here. I'll try to give you a comparison. But that beauty ritual is called exfoliation. Women, anyone with me? Exfoliating, is for, guys, your comparison would be like when you go get your teeth cleaned and that sandy stuff that they rub around on your tartar to get rid of it. There's, a, there's something in the beauty world that they use to do the same thing on skin to get rid of the dead cells and the, the, the things that cause our skin to become dull. And after that exfoliating, we're, our skin is supposed to glow. That's what I think the coronavirus is for us, for the bride of Christ, don't you? He's exfoliating us. He's bringing stuff to the surface. I don't know. Is anybody else, like you're seeing stuff in yourself that you thought, whoa, where did that come from? Like, I thought I was a much better person than I am. <laughs> anybody else? It's just me. 
<laughs> I just think the Lord is al- allowing all this stuff to come to the surface because he wants to exfoliate us so that we can glow for him to see the lost one to Jesus, to see the kingdom of heaven expanded. Amen? Amen? Nobody agrees with me. Wow, Jesus, I just want to pray for these guys. No. <laughs> Amen? I know we hate it. We hate trials. We don't like to go through trials. We were just talking before service about um, the, the scripture that says that suffering produces perseverance which I think a lot of us are in that right now. We're, we're persevering. We're barely holding on, some people. But perseverance produces character. That's also what's happening. The Lord is, is producing character in us, persevering and, and long-suffering and maturing and becoming more and more like Christ, depending on how you respond to your circumstances. But character produces what? Hope. Character produces hope. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. So how do we conjure up hope in ourselves? How is that even possible? Do you think that it's even possible to hope if you don't have hope? To hope if you're hopeless? I don't know that it is. But today we're going to talk about how to get there. We're going to talk about how to have your hope restored and the secret to having your hope restored. So there's a word that um, is used, and it's called doxology. Now, what a doxology means, it means a speaking out of praise. Doxo means praise, and uh, logios or logos means to speak out or it means the word, to speak a word of praise. We're going to read a doxology today. And um, I, was, I was raised in a liturgical church, and we did doxologies quite a bit. But the word of God is full of doxologies. It's full of little, like, little readings that you can do. I want to just say, um, I, I was having a conversation with a young person last week who was raised going to church and, you know, just grew up going to church. And they were saying something very interesting that they never really saw the Bible as anything very significant. I mean, they kind of knew it was good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Read the Bible. Until they went through a season of desperation in their own life when it became their everything. A lot of times, people that are in concentration camps or people that are in solitary confinement who know the Lord, they, when they get released, they yearn for that intimacy with Jesus. When you're in such a state that you're so desperate that you literally have nowhere else to go. But we are all, no matter what season we're in, no matter what we're going through, no matter what our suffering, we are all called Let's read this together. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with, and his courts with, give thanks to him and bless his name. Why? Why? For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. 
his faithfulness through all generations. Okay, this is regardless of context, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of your situation, we are always called to give thanks. We are always called to praise God no matter what. For me, every single day when I wake up, I start out my day and I start out by saying, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. I start out every day saying that. I look up at the mountains and I say, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. Those are the first words that I utter. And I want to just say it changes everything. It changes my whole mood. And um, yesterday was, was a rough day for me. Um, it, was, it would have been my 33rd wedding anniversary. And um, it was really, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. Like I wasn't anticipating it being so hard. Someone texted me early in the morning. They went like, oh, I'm thinking about you this morning. How are you doing? I'm like, well, it's still pretty early in the day. I think I'm good. And then boom, it just came down on me. And it was so fresh. It felt like it was just like it happened last month. And I was just, it was rough. It was a rough day. And you know, they always say, they always tell pastors or teachers, they say, if you're ever going to teach a message, you know, you're going to have to go through it. You're going to have to live through something first. So what I've determined is that my next series is going to be called, what do you do when you have way too much money? (laughs) I'm willing to do that for you guys. Willing to go through it. Go to the, you're welcome. Go to the mat. I'm just kidding. But I knew that in the midst of my sorrow and in the midst of my grief, I was still called to praise. I was still called to give thanks to God. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later about how you do that. But I just want to say it's really a game changer. I'm not saying this to be trivial at all. It can literally change everything. This morning as I was was sitting in a chair and um, I was just, I started out again. The first words I utter, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. And I still had kind of the cloud over me, the cloud of grief. For those of you who have grieved, you you know what I'm talking about. It's just this, this like heaviness, this... I don't know, have you, do you guys remember in Charlie Brown, Pigpen? You know, he had the dust all around him. For those of you who are too young, I apologize. But there was a cartoon and there was this little guy and apparently hygiene wasn't his thing. And so he just never, never ever bathed and he just always had like this cloud around him. That's kind of how, I did bathe, I did shower, but, um, I, but I had like this cloud around me just from my grief and, and I was sitting in my chair And I said, blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. And I just started to list a bunch of things that I'm so grateful for. I just started to to just let the Holy Spirit remind me of the things I can be grateful for. And it was so cool because it was like, when I first woke up, it was really, it was kind of dark and it was kind of, kind of cloudy, you know, kind of some overcast. But as soon as I started to do that, it was like the sun came up over the mountains and it just just flooded the room. And I was like, that's what praise is like. 
That's what it's like when you're giving thanks. It helps you see clearer. It helps brighten things. It lightens things. And that's why we're going to talk today about what is giving thanks? What does it really mean to give thanks? And how do we do it? And what does it produce? We're going to talk about these things. Um, Before we get into that, I want to say... um, There is a woman named Amy Morin who is a psychologist, and she wrote this article on gratitude and on giving thanks. And you know, a lot of people are saying they're trying to eliminate Thanksgiving uh, as a holiday. They're trying to say, you know, we can't do that because that's celebrating all kinds of things that that we don't want to stand for anymore. But the reality of it is every day should be Thanksgiving, right? Not that we should eat like that every day. That's not recommended. But every day should be Thanksgiving. Every day we should wake up and let the Holy Spirit invade us so that we can think of one thing. But this woman is not coming from a, a, a spiritual standpoint. She's just coming from a practical, psychological, and physiological standpoint. And she gives the seven benefits of giving thanks. The first one is it improves your physical health. There are actually studies that have been done that it increases your serotonin, it increases your blood flow, increases your oxygen levels. Giving thanks, just just being grateful, having gratitude. The second thing it does is it increases your psychological health. I mean, if you're suddenly, you know, things are working better physically, obviously that's going to have an impact psychologically. You know, as I talked about the deaths of despair, you know, there are physiological things that happen, physiological things that take place when we're depressed or when we're we're in despair. And I just want to say, you know, that those deaths have increased so much. And if you are a person and you're struggling with this, and I I guess I want to especially address the people that are joining us online. And thank you for joining us. We miss you guys. We miss seeing you. But if you are depressed or in despair, or broken, or hopeless, um, we want to talk to you. And I want to say for those of you who are in, a, in maybe a better place, don't forget the people who are feeling isolated, the people who are feeling lonely, the people who are broken. Just take a risk. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Reach out to somebody this week. Reach out to just just one or two people, and ask them, how are you? How are you doing for real? Um, The psychological health. The third thing that gratitude does is it enhances our empathy and it reduces aggression. How many think maybe there needs to be a little bit uh, advancement of, of some empathy and some reduction of aggression? Anybody on Facebook, maybe? <laughs> I mean, this has been a year of some, some really intense lack of empathy, you know, and, and there's been a lot of in- aggression, right? This has been a year of a lot of tension, and this is what trials do. This is what suffering does. And so giving thanks is the opposite of all these things. So the fourth thing that gratitude does is it actually increases your sleep because of the serotonin levels and your body produces a natural melatonin. And these things help you to sleep. The fifth thing that it does is it improves your self-esteem. I think when you're thinking, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get weird, like thinking positive thoughts. I'm just saying if you're, if you're thinking of things you can be grateful for, 
It will actually increase your mental strength. It'll help you think clearer. It will help you have more self-esteem. And then the seventh and last thing is it improves your relationships. I mean, you think about what a simple thank you does. If you say thank you to someone, like how many of you get annoyed? Um, maybe this is too far, but I get so annoyed. Like if, you're, if you let someone in on the freeway and they don't even give you like the... I mean, is that, is that too much to ask? <laughs> is it just me? I mean, I'm like, seriously, I let you in. <laughs> and I get all self-righteous. But seriously, it's like, just a simple thank you, you know, when someone, or like, I like to walk a lot, and a lot of times when, I, when I'm walking, I will go into a crosswalk, like walking across the crosswalk, and a lot of times people don't see me if they're, if they're turning right, they'll be like this, and I cannot even tell you, this is probably how I'm going to die, I'm just letting you know, I'm probably going to get hit by a car, because so many people don't look, they don't wait for me, and so... A lot of times, you know, I'll just kind of stand there and wait, and then they'll turn. And then a lot of times when they look up, they're like, oh, and, and I'm like, thank you. You know, just acknowledge that you just about killed me. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's like, there's something about just being thankful. Or if you go into, you know, go into uh grocery store or you go into a, any kind of a store and just a simple thank you makes such a difference. Does it not? It's just one of those little human kindnesses. And now I added this, this wasn't from psychology today, but the eighth and I think most important thing that gratitude or giving thanks or thanksgiving does is it helps you to know God's will for your life. And I'm going to explain how that is. Every day is Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians 5.18. This is the most common scripture that's always talked about when we're talking about giving thanks because I think it's, it's such a hard thing for us to know how to do. It says, First uh, Thessalonians 5, if you have your Bibles here, this is one you want to highlight, mark up, mark in the, in the margins. Always be joyful. Can you say that? Okay, now say it joyfully. Always be joyful. <laughs> Never stop praying. Be thankful in the circumstances when you feel like it. No. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will. For you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's actually God's will for you to give thanks. It's God's will for you to be joyful always. It's God's will for you to always give thanks. This is God's will. And this helps to clear your thoughts. When you start out by praising God, you start out by speaking, thank you, God. Thank you. Even when it's hard, even when you can't think of anything else to give thanks for, give thanks for his love. Give thanks for the fact that you still have breath in your lungs. Give thanks for the fact that he still kept you alive for some reason. Right? There's always something we can give thanks for, but we are to give thanks in 
all circumstances. That's what I was saying about yesterday. Yesterday was, it was hard for me not to get weighed down by the grief. And I am not saying that you should not grieve. If you have if you need to grieve something, and, and it's not just always the loss of a loved one, it can be the loss of a, a season in your life. I mean, a lot of a lot of parents have to go through empty nesting. You know, it's a, it's a change of a season, the loss of maybe a job, or just, you know, there's a lot of things that we can grieve, but we're still called in the midst of that to give thanks. Now, how does this work? I mean... Are you supposed to thank God? I'll tell you, I was reading um, last, last week, our reading in uh, 2 Corinthians verse one or chapter 1. There's a section in there, Paul the Apostle, who's the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul the Apostle said, he goes, I was, we were so overwhelmed when they were in Asia. He said, we were so overwhelmed that we even despaired of life itself. Paul is saying, we were so stressed out. We were absolutely devastated. We were so overwhelmed. And I want to ask you right now, I want you to think about it. What are you stressed out by? What keeps you awake at night? What is it that's weighing on your heart? The Lord calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't call us to give thanks for those circumstances. I mean, Paul the Apostle never said, Lord, I'm so grateful that I was beaten and shipwrecked and and kicked out and imprisoned. He He didn't thank God for the circumstances. He thanked God even though he experienced those things. And that's the thing to keep in mind, the term, even though. It's like, God, I give you praise and I give you thanks, even though my heart's breaking. I give you thanks, Lord, even though right now I'm overwhelmed. God, I give you thanks, even though it seems like my life is falling apart because you are still seated on the throne. You are still sovereign. You are still strong. You are still mighty. You are still the king of the universe. I give you thanks, even though. You know, I think we twist this a lot. We think, oh, I need to give thanks for the fact that um, my house burned down. No, no. But you give thanks even though your house burned down. Does this make sense? I I just feel like right now we should, um, I think we should just pray. Let's pray for whatever that is that's, that's weighing your heart down right now. Can we do this together? I just believe that there's a holy moment that needs to take place right now. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord, and you know, you know everything that's going on in everybody's situation. Lord, you know people's disappointments, you know their frustrations, you know their grief, you know their sorrow, you know their stress, you know their strife, you know their broken relationships, Lord, you know their financial concerns. And Jesus, we bring these all to you, our health concerns. 
Lord, even our fears, we bring them to you. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would cleanse us, God. Lord, that you would encourage us by your spirit. You would fill us with courage, Lord. We praise you and we thank you that you are in control. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign. You are the king over all. God, that you have not left the throne, that you are still all-powerful. And we praise you, Lord, even though we're struggling in these areas, God. We praise you, Lord, because you are good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give thanks in all circumstances. The first passage of uh, scripture that I memorized when I first became a Christian was in Philippians chapter four. This is one of those verses that most people know. Few people apply, (laughs) unfortunately. Philippians four, turn in your Bibles if you have your Bible with you. Philippians four, four, it says, rejoice in the Lord always rejoice. I think the word rejoice means go back to a point of joy, go back to a point of gratitude, go back to something basic that you can, you can give thanks for. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. You all, the Lord is near. He is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He is near to those who are stressed, those who are suffering, those who have despair, those who have depression, those who are grieving. The Lord is near and it's saying here, rejoice. Rejoice because the Lord is near. Y'all, you don't have to go through this alone. When Jesus is all that's left, he's still enough. He's still enough. And he wants you to know he is near. He's not some God who's he's got his back turned to you and he's distracted and busy. He is near. And he is a concerned and perfect father. He looks at you like like a mother with her newborn, with compassion. And he looks and he stoops down and looks to you like a perfect father. I'm going to say this again. Don't ever insult God by comparing him to your earthly dad. Even if your earthly dad was a Christ-like, God-fearing man, God is so much more perfect. And he knows your every need, even before you ask. He already knows. He is a God who is gracious. He's compassionate. He's slow to anger. He's rich in mercy. He is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? No one and nothing. And it says, nothing will separate you from the love of God, which is there for those who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing will separate you. 
not famine, not death, not being bankrupt, not losing your home, not losing relationships. Nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ. Not hardships. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. Nothing. And if there's nothing else you can think of to give thanks for, give thanks for that. Give thanks that even though, check this out, this this makes me marvel. Even though God knows you, he knows all of your imperfections, he knows all of your sins, he knows all of your weakness, he knows all of the wicked thoughts you have, all of the selfish intentions, and I'm not saying you like you, I'm saying us, me. God still loves you. What a miracle that he still loves us. He still loves us. And here's what it says. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. You're like, but what about do not be anxious for anything? But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with what? With what? With thanksgiving. Present your request to God. How do you present your request to God with thanksgiving if you're broken and devastated and hopeless and in despair? You have to do it by faith. You have to do it by faith and you have to say, Lord, I don't understand your ways. I don't know how you're going to get me out of this situation. I don't know what you're going to do, but I believe you are good. I believe you are for me. And this is how you let re- your request be made known to the Lord is, Lord, I ask that you'd give me clarity in this situation. I ask that you'd help me in this situation. Give me wisdom. Know how to function in this way. Know how to reconcile. Know how to, how to deal with my poverty or know how to deal with my grief. It's like you let him know. You don't deny that you're broken. You don't deny that you're hurting. You say, Lord, I'm offering this to you because I believe that you are good and I believe that you are for me. It says, let your re- present your request to God. And then this is the amazing thing, the peace of God. The peace of God that goes beyond anything we could comprehend. It transcends understanding. That peace will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace can only come through surrendering to him and giving him thanks and recognizing that he is so much better than you think he is. God is so much greater. And this is his will. It is his will in Christ Jesus that we give him thanks even though, even though. You know, I really think that a lot of people are thinking that things are going to go back to normal. And as I mentioned before, I believe that the Holy Spirit is exfoliating his bride so that we can shine brighter. But the thing is, he's mostly concerned about our relationships, first and foremost with him, but then with one another. And I really believe this is why community has got to be the way that we do church. We've got to do it. I know, I know there are limitations right now. Certain people have health issues. Certain people can't get out. 
But man, there's something about being in the same room with people. Do not forsake meeting together. It's like, this is so critical, church. We have got to be meeting together with others. This is is what I think the Lord is doing. He's strengthening. He's causing our roots to go deeper in him as we just surrender to him, as we just continue to declare his goodness. I'm going to say this finally. This is Psalm 136.1. Let's read this together. Can we get that up on the screen? <laughs> this is Psalm 136.1. We're working on it. I'll just read it to you. Give thanks to the Lord. Say this back. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Why do we give thanks to God? Why? Because he's good. Why? Why do we give thanks to God? Because he's good. And his faithful love, his loving kindness, his love that extends to the heavens, his love that is everlasting, his love that is undying, his love that is sacrificial, his love that is merciful, his love that is compassionate, his love that is, is beyond measure, that love endures forever. Let me just say, God doesn't define you by your sin. You know, we spend so much time focusing on us and how we're not worthy and we're not good enough and we've sinned and we've thought these things and we've looked at these things and we've ingested these things and we've done all these things, we've said these things. That is not how God defines you. God looks at you with love. God looks at you with compassion. God looks at you and he's like, I am so crazy about you. All he wants you to understand is that he loves you. And if that's the only thing you can give thanks for today, give thanks for that. Give thanks that even though he knows you, he knows every sin you've ever committed. He knows every thought you've ever thought. He knows every word you say even before you speak it. He still loves you. His faithful love endures forever. Amen? This is why we can give thanks. No matter what. No matter what our circumstances, no matter what our situation. Because God loves us. And he is for us. Amen? Can you stand with me? You know, the Bible says that God's perfect love casts out fear. I think we need to do some business this morning, spiritual warfare, and come against some of the fears and some of the, the apprehension and the, and the stress and the strife that, that some of us are dealing with. Can we do that? Can we allow the peace of God that transcends understanding to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus? Can we do that? Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you, God. We give you thanks. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe who is seated in righteousness and majesty, who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is ever-present. 
in time of need. God, we thank you. Lord, we praise your name. We lift up the name of Jesus. Can you start to just lift up the name of Jesus? Can you give thanks to God? Can you just give him thanks? Think of one thing. Lord, I thank you, God, that you love us. Lord, I thank you that you love me. Lord, I'm overwhelmed by your love and your goodness. Lord, I thank you that you are so good. Lord, I thank you that you are perfect in all your ways. Lord, we give you thanks for your love. We bless you and we thank you for your goodness and your faithful love that endures forever. Even though, even though, we bless you and we praise the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. What a powerful name. Amen. Amen. If you're somebody who has never surrendered to Jesus, I would love to talk with you after this for the, the uh, studio congregation here. And also for those of you at home, if you, are, if you are someone that I was talking about earlier and you need someone to talk to, we are here for you. We want to have a conversation with you, for all of you, anybody. Um, we, don't want, we don't want anybody to be alone. We don't want you to feel alone. You know, we have community groups that would love to reach out to you. We have loving pastors and leaders. Don't, don't, don't do it by yourself. God is for you. God is here. And if you've never surrendered to Jesus, if you have never received his forgiveness, the good news is that Jesus Christ knows everything about us, and yet he still continued to pour out his love. It is his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness that changes us. It's his kindness that makes us desire things that are beneficial for us, the things that lead us to him. And Jesus Christ came to earth. God himself came to earth, lived a sinless life, and then he went to, to the cross and paid the penalty for our sins. And that's the good news. And all you have to do is believe that he's the Lord and that God raised him from the dead. And if that's, if that's something that you've never heard and you've never actually prayed that prayer, I'd love to pray with you this morning or talk to the person who brought you this morning, okay? I love you guys. We will see you next Sunday. Give thanks in all circumstances and reach out to someone this week. Amen? Love you all. Thank you.